What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? You're listening to the Outsiders Edge with Game Jay Kells. My check one, two, one, two, what's happening? And Sam Blackwell. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Not finished yet. I'm not leaving till everybody gets these hands. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here with the most dangerous wrestling podcast around the Outsiders Edge with your boy Damo and my man Jake Kells. What it do, people? We in the building. And Mr. Sam Blackwell. You already know what it is. Woo! <laughs> Yo, speaking of you doing that, it kind of kind of goes with the Super Bowl because they did like a whole segment on NFL Network with Ric Flair. <laughs> like Ric Flair is like a big thing in the NFL, which I was surprised about. Like they had a whole thing on Twitter with him and everything. Oh, okay. He's been more in the song, like more, like more. In the nature, more to say. Okay. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did like a whole thing. It was like, I was like, wait, <laughs> I was like, Rick Flair, really? Like they had, they did like a whole little, like he basically cut a promo for uh, <laughs> for the Super Bowl and for the because he's rooting for the Rams to win or whatever. So he, they basically had him cut a promo for it. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> man, Flair is the goat, man. He's the goat. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised he didn't get more movie roles. I know Hulk got a lot of movie roles. I guess when WWE thing, you know, they put their people in the spotlight a lot more. WCW did, but man, Flair, Flair is that dude, man. He's doing all them NFL teams that had him in, and they got the song about him and a couple songs about him. Yeah, he's dope, man. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I always thought like Hulk Hogan. I never looked at Hulk Hogan as like a great actor. Per se, but um, I mean, I always thought he was in movies and stuff more, just more so because he was built, not because he was necessarily a great actor. Like, like he's, he's, like, he's like Kevin Hart. You said he's, he's, like, he's like Kevin Hart. He has the same role in every movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's the same, he's the same character in every movie. <laughs> yeah, he really was. <laughs> I mean, he really was. Like it was the same yeah, thing. True. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like it was anything yeah. diverse. He did pretty good with Sunderlips, though. I thought that was out of character, 
right, so. I thought you were about to say Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What up? Nah. 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 <laughs> so, all right, let's let's get into it, guys. So, um, we just of course just had the uh, the Royal Rumble, which kicks off the the road to WrestleMania, uh, which is in April. So we're we're going down that path of you know people trying to get their spots for title shots and all that stuff and, and whatnot. But um, so uh, Kelly, we uh, start with you. What 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 was your uh, what were your thoughts on the Royal Rumble? Any anything that stuck out particularly to you? Um, I'm gonna say I um had this conversation with, with some more of my wrestling, some more of my wrestling buddies, some more guys. Uh, I think overall for the entire half of you, it was uh, it was pretty average. It was okay. The the things that pretty much stuck out to me. I'm gonna say the women's the women's singles matches. The singles title matches with um, with um, Ronda Rousey and Sasha and Becky Lynch and Bishop um, Oscar. Those those matches were amazing. Those were some of the those were probably two of the top individual matches of the night. Uh, really didn't care for the the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. That could have been. A whole lot like different. I believe if that match was in NXT, there would have been a lot more freer to do more stuff. But because of it being main roster, they've been watering their matches down between top name guys a lot. I feel it just didn't do it for me. The actual Royal Rumble matches, uh, the uh, the women's Royal Rumble match was real good. I like all. Uh, the storyline I'll call it I told you guys when when Becky Lynch lost to Oscar I was like okay this is gonna set her up to win the Royal Rumble because I know they didn't build her up all, spend all this time building her up just to tear her down to not give her a title shot to main event against Ronda Rousey at Mania there's no way they're that stupid to build her up just to tear her down like that and it happened pretty much exactly like I figured it would she got in she entered into the rumble last and surprisingly and she ended up winning it and I think that was a great storyline for her probably the storyline of the night uh, as far as the men's rumble it was pretty much predictable people have been saying for months Seth Rollins was going to win so I really wasn't too shocked or anything to happen in that except for Nia Jax of course mm-hmm. Nia Jax you know uh, she did her thing that was that was a shocker um, <laughs> love the RKO people still talking about the RKO <laughs> yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh, yeah I yeah, the, uh, the women the women the women showed up and showed out at the World Rumble and I was proud of them the storylines the matches they did what, what was awesome, and I'm ready to report to see what they're going to do with the women, with the women um, coming up in the next few weeks, especially with the women's tag team and their elimination channel pay-per-view and all that stuff. So I think the women, I think the women out there, the men, this particular pay-per-view. That's what's up. What about you, Sam? 
saying? What um, what did you think about uh, Royal Rumble or anything that uh, just stuck out to you from the uh, pay per view? Maybe um, the generous. I thought it was great. Like I thought it was. I, I wouldn't call it average because you had. I mean, I think the weak match, the um, match of the pre-show, that reigned the tag match. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Nakamura match was good, especially for being pre-show. Uh, that cruiserweight match was awesome. I love the, yeah, but like like Hell said, both women singles matches were good. And like I know Becky and Oscar both are kind of strong style kind of competitors, but it like because for a while it looked like they were actually like hating each other. Right. Like it, it, it times it seemed like more of a brawl than a match, which was great. The women's rumble was awesome. I was surprised they had it that late into the show. Yeah. Like, no, I would have thought it'd be earlier. And I think that's probably partly why the AJ Daniel Bryan match wasn't as great as it could have been. Because, one, it, it had to follow that. Because there's no knock on them because they're two of the best out there. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to put it immediately after the women's match. You got a crowd who was basically drained after that like they need a match in between to recover and it's a shame that it was that match <laughs> yeah plus they were, the show was running out of time because you know normally the time a show would end that's when the men's rumble was starting yeah and so I think I, I think that's why we didn't get as much on that one I thought the Brock match for, for what it was you know I thought Finn Balor did great I thought the men's rumble was interesting. You hit Jeff Terry and Kurt Angle on the first four people. And then you don't have any other surprises. Like, it's all just a, an actual, you know, rumble match, which was fine because they have the, you know, they have the roster depth to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we all knew Rollins was going to win, but it was still a good match. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought, it was a good, I thought it was a good show. Like, it's got me ready for the build-up to WrestleMania. Yeah, I... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of in between both of y'all. Like, I mean, I thought, I thought it had its, I thought it had its good points and its, uh, and its low points. Of course, I mean, every pay per view has that. I thought it had a little more low than than high points. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like and I always say this. My my bar for a bad pay per view is backlash last year. <laughs> so. If it doesn't leave me feeling like backlash last year, then it was it was okay. I mean, um, so I thought it was I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like one of the best pay per views, but I thought it was decent. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a I thought it was a decent start to the year, and I think it leaves room it leaves room for build up too. So sometimes that may be the the method to the madness is not to give you something so great. (laughs) So. We have something to build up to later, so we can really kind of give you the whole, the whole shebang later. But um, but yeah, I felt like I felt like the women definitely uh, stole the show for for that pay per view. Um, the uh, 
the women's title matches, the women's rumble were definitely like were definitely like top notch um, out of all the matches. Um, yeah, and I didn't I didn't think about it while I was watching it, but it was kind of like uh, towards the end. It was like yeah, the pay per view is normally ending right now, <laughs> so I'm trying to hang I'm trying to hang in there to see what happens versus versus sitting there watching it like oh I can't wait to see what happens next or I wonder what's gonna go on like I'm I'm not engaged in that sense I was more so kind of like hey I need y'all to wrap this up because I gotta go to work tomorrow <laughs> you know and I don't want to wait till tomorrow to find out what happens but um but yeah I thought it was I thought it was okay um the, the Daniel Bryan uh, AJ Styles match uh, definitely for me left much to be desired um, considering uh, they're two of the best performers um, that they have. Um, but again, I thought maybe that's, maybe there was some method to the madness. Maybe they, maybe they scripted it out for it not to be that great on purpose. Um, but, but I definitely left the uh, women's rumble match. Like, um, like, yeah, the pay-per-view can end right now. <laughs> Cause like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. Like I was very, uh, like emotionally invested in it. Like I was like, yeah, the pay per view's over. And then it's like, oh wait, we still have two more title matches. And I was just like, yeah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be long. So that kind of left me thinking. I wonder if they're, if they would uh, lean more towards doing a women's pay per view. Um, maybe like, uh, maybe like quarterly or something like that. Um where like maybe like a big pay-per-view like Royal Rumble or something like that where they do a separate women's version where they can kind of shorten the time because I, I I know with, with stuff like that you kind of get trained with the time you're used to it lasting a certain amount of time and when it when it goes past that it, it kind of takes you out of it but yeah. it was another it was another pay-per-view I can't remember if it was Mania or if it was Royal Rumble last year but it was like one or two more that went long like that and I was thinking that maybe because it was more so on the network and more people were watching on the network that it gives them more time to do everything that they wanted to do as opposed to having to be constrained to television timelines like hey it's our network we can do whatever we want you know we can go as long as we want right. and I thought that may have been one of the one of the reasons for it you know and then like y'all like uh like Sam was saying earlier, one more thing I wanted to hit on was that uh, he was saying people were possibly drained from the women's match and then went into the into the the Daniel Bryan AJ match. For me, it was more or less kind of like the um, when AJ went against Nakamura. It's like they had been against each other already so many times. Like they kept booking them, you know, back to back to back to back to where by the time it got to the real bubble of it or the real head of it or whatever people were pretty much tired of it and it's like you could tear that holding back because they did better matches in in New Japan or they did better matches in NXT so now that they're on the main roster it's like okay it's not as good as as, as the matches they had against such and such in this in this you know arena or whatever so you know that was that was my whole take of the over the oversaturation of them two mm-hmm. facing each other and you know I thought it, like I said I thought it was more or less like AJ versus Nakamura how I really you know oversaturated or whatever they didn't want to do as much as they could right 
I, I feel like, um, like even with that, like the when AJ and Nakamura faced each other, the pay per view wasn't even the best match between the two of them as far as the, uh, them being the WWE. That wasn't even their best match. Their best match was on SmackDown Live. Out of that whole series of matches, I thought. Um, I think it was probably the the third match. It was because yeah, I think they wrestled one more time after the pay per view. They wrestled again on SmackDown Live, and it was kind of like, okay, this is what this was was supposed to be like on a pay per view. But again, I think they, like you said, they oversaturated us with it. And then it was like, we finally got the match we wanted, not necessarily on the stage we wanted it. But it's like, now that we got it, okay, move it out the way. So, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe that's what they're doing with the whole Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles rivalry was just kind of getting it out the way. <clears throat> but. Yeah, if, I think one other thing I, I didn't think about it at first. If I had to pick, because I said the lowest point was the first match of the pre show. If I had to say another downside on the main main like on the main card was the um the tag team match between the bar and Shane and Miz. Cause you gotta remember, this is the same team that lost at WrestleMania to Braun Strowman and a little kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and now you're and now you're gonna have him lose to one guy who's a wrestler and one guy who's Known for flying off stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shane got one good highlight real move in him per match. <laughs> with, 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 like in the last year, you've had them lose the titles twice on two huge shows. A combination of two actual wrestlers. Right. And then two other people. You know. Right. But I think the I think uh, the Braun match is more is more uh, more embarrassing than the than the uh, Miz and Shane. Because at, at least it's two adults. <laughs> oh, it's more embarrassing, but it's still like like they had Shane doing so much. Like they, they built it up as like Miz trying to impress Shane and impress his father, like do all this stuff, and then most of the match is Shane doing everything. Yeah, true. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think the bar? You think the bar is a team that needs the titles, and that's and they don't think the bar is a team that needs the titles. That's why they keep doing stuff like that. I think if they're going to stay a team, they need to be in the title picture because otherwise, people are just going to forget about them. Hmm. Like they'd be more if they're not going to have the titles or even chase the titles, then they'll have more. They'll have more opportunities to stand out as singles competitors than as a team. Yeah, I could. Because they were kind of just, yeah. they were just thrown together as opposed to like actual teams. Right. Like the Revival is an actual team. The Usos is an actual team. You know, for the short time they were around, the Bludgeon Brothers was an actual team. Right. You know, go back to the Attitude Era, Party Boys, Edge and Christian, Dudley's. You know, too cool. Like these are actual teams. But you don't think you know, New Age Outlaws? Those are teams. You know, Cesaro and Sheamus. They were they're kind of a team now, but at, at first they were just kind of put together because creators didn't have anything for them individually. Right. But I mean, do you think that they've found a good niche as the bar? Like they have a whole little gimmick. They they have a whole catchphrase and everything. You don't think that they're that they stick even without. 
even without them being like a prominent tag team? I don't think it's any better or worse than what they were all before. I mean, it's, it's got one more team in the, in the you know, they can do stuff with, people can do stuff with. You know, there's one more team on paper, but as far as help push their careers, you know, as a team, I'm going to remember the, the Mania match more than anything else. Right. Okay, that's true. That's true. But that's a uh, that's a good segue to this next topic. Um, so, so lately there's been a lot of buzz about about people leaving WWE, like not not like the the bottom feeder, no name people, but these are like these are like the upper echelon, the bigger name wrestlers. Um, uh, we're hearing noise about Dean Ambrose leaving, Brock Lesnar. Ronda Rousey possibly leaving after WrestleMania. Um, do y'all think this is them just kind of blowing smoke, or is this an actual thing, or what? I think with Brock, this happens every year. You know, this isn't anything new. You know, he might leave, he might not. If he does leave, he might come back. I think with Ronda, he has... You know, I think the whole point, I, just just my opinion, I think the whole point of them bringing her in was to build up the women's roster to main event WrestleMania. It's like, not only are they making history by women main eventing WrestleMania, but hey, look, hey, all you non-wrestling people, look, we also have Ronda Rousey, who's UFC champion, actress, you know, all this stuff. Hey, not only are we doing a women's main event, she's part of it. This is why you should watch us. Like and so I think that's why they brought her in the first place. And now that that it has a great chance of happening, she doesn't have any reason to stick around. They don't have any reason to keep her around. With Ambrose, I think I think that's a work because you know he has the they they announced it ahead of time. Okay. They don't do that when people get released, you know, or they ask for the release, they get fired or whatever. They don't, WWE does not say, hey, his contract's up at such and such time. The last time they did that was with CM Punk. And while that may have been true, they they still were able to work it into a storyline and he stuck around for a while longer. Because when he quit after Rumble, they didn't announce it until after Rumble. Mm. You know, they weren't saying, hey, this guy's going to leave, and then he left. You know, it just happened. But when they said, hey, this guy's going to leave, he stayed. Hmm. I know probably different circumstances, but I think there's more to it than that. Okay. Than just Ambrose is getting tired of it and leaving. So, hey, Kels, is, is this a is this a is this them working? Uh, your boy by throwing his name out there, saying he's possibly trying to leave, or since, since you're his um, since you're his advocate. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. I'll hit on Brock in a second. I'm going to say, um, as far as Ambrose, I didn't think about that at first until Sam mentioned that, you know, a few days ago when, when we um, talked about it a little bit. So I do feel that the Ambrose thing is a shoot. Now I do feel like that way because for the fact what Sam just said, they don't normally do things like that ahead of time. Um, so yeah, I do feel like this is going to be a shoot and it's going to be worked into the storyline the way I'm fed up with all, I'm fed up with WWE so they can get more ratings knowing 
everything else that's going on with AEW and Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and all those guys. So yeah, I think this is going to be a shoot and they're going to find a way to capitalize off of, off of it. Um, as far as Ronda Rousey, I think, you know, she might get, be getting ready to be done and get ready to take some time off without, you know, rest somewhere that she want. You know, while she was young, she wanted to settle down and um, start a family and, and all that kind of thing. You know, rightfully so, she's still kind of young. Hey, I ain't got no problems with it. Go for it, you know. Have some kids. Noah's supposed to do reproduce, multiply. Go ahead and do it. We're going to start. So, uh, yeah. Uh, my boy Brock. Yeah, I'll talk with Eamon. I'll talk with Brock. I know exactly what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, they're putting it out there to keep his name out there to get the buzz built up. Yeah, he's going to lose at WrestleMania against Seth. That's a given. After that, that's going to set. Uh, that's happens around April. That's going to set up him a nice little match with John Jones later on in the year, Super Fight UFC. So he's going to go to UFC because John Jones has a match uh, March 1st or March 2nd where he's defending the title. So that'll give both of them time to rest up and get ready for that Super Fight match. It's going to happen later on towards the end of the year. And then um, sometime next year, the first part of next year, you're going to see Brock Lesnar in the wrestling ring. I know where he's going to go, but I'm not, I'm not going to tell y'all. Y'all going to have to wait right here at my heels whether he's going to AEW or WWE. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to just have to wait to see like everybody else. But I think that uh, it, it, it makes for a great storyline with everything happening with AEW and all this roster that they're putting together and the things they got going on. They already got Melvin who came over there from the WWE. They got uh, Chris Jericho to sign over there from WWE pretty much. You know, he just came from New Japan whatever. Then, you know, you got the talks of Dolph Ziggler wanting to leave and all these other guys wanting to leave and, and, and going over there since they have money to stack them. And it looks like they'll possibly be a legit contender since WCW. And uh, they're working on TV deals. I think they're going to streaming deals and all that type of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens and what unfolds with it. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen to Brock, you know, to answer your Original question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I personally, uh, I don't really think Brock is going anywhere. I think it's, I think it's a lot of talk. I think it's, I think it's talk to get his name out there to get the money he wants. Of like, hey, I'm threatening to leave. Y'all need to do something about it. That's what I think this really is. Because I feel like this, we went through the same thing last year. Uh, Going into the end of the year, it was all this talk about Brock's contract was up. He's about to leave. He's, he re, he just resigned with uh, UFC. He popped up at a UFC event. Yada yada yada. I feel like we I feel like we've done this before. I feel like he. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's just because. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like I feel like these other uh, wrestling federations don't have as much to offer as uh, WWE. I mean, that's just my opinion about it. I mean, I feel like I feel like WWE is like is like the Walmart of wrestling. <laughs> like they they have it all. They're 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 a huge entity and these other federations are like are like big lots. <laughs> it's like 
Yeah, it's, it's around, but it's not as big. That's what. That's how I kind of look at that. So, I don't think Brock's going anywhere. Yo, I do want to say. Was that well, since you just said you some that I did want to, I don't know if you watched that video that I sent y'all about uh, the interview they did with Triple H. Triple H said, you know, one thing's pretty much the main difference about WWE than all the other organizations is when guys come to the to the WWE NXT or whatever, they don't realize all the work that they have to put in to build their character and work on promos and work on. Mike skills and work on TV skills and gym mics and, and learning all this terminology and stuff because WWE is more so not more more so focused on putting on a great match or putting on you know um, a great wrestling match but it's more sports entertainment right. you got movie deals that come out of this you got charities that you you know go visit these uh, children's hospitals and different charity work that you have to do as a WWE superstar and one of the things you point out is like we had a guy that was been in the business for like 15 some years as a great wrestler and he comes to the WWE WWE wonder why he has to go to NXT is because he has to learn how to work the mic skill how to work the mic he has to learn how to build his character with the mic and how to look at this camera know which camera to look at know you know how to do this and how to do that so I think there's a lot of guys that one aren't getting the shot in WWE that they feel they should because they don't have the mic skills and they don't want to go off through that but they can put on a great wrestling match so now they got a thing like AEW to where you know Cody Rose has been in WWE and he's been in NXT so he knows TNA so he knows all this stuff that goes along with it so okay I can teach all that stuff but if you just want to stick to putting on a great wrestling match I can get you to do that so they're going to focus a lot more on the wrestling side of it and the ones that are great at sports entertainment I think he's going to let them do that and he's going to let them and he's going to let them build that up uh, on their own you know the ones that want to do that while pushing the other guys to have great wrestling so I think that's going to be one of the major differences between AEW is like hey we got real wrestling over here and we put on great wrestling matches but we still got guys that can work the mic that can sell the product and can sell the entire brand as opposed to everybody in WWE having to pretty much be able to work the mic and sell the brand and all this stuff and they focus less on wrestling so I think that's going to be one of the main differences that we see with AEW as opposed to WWE and why people are trying to leave because they don't want to have to do all this extra work it goes along with it. They just want to get back to the basics, and I right. think that's what's going to happen. Right. Okay. That makes uh, that makes sense. Um, that, I'm that, I'm with you, but does about 75 percent of the main roster know about these mic skills you speak of? Uh, according to Triple H, no. According to him, the majority of learners when they came had to learn it or on a different level. I put it that way, more so on a different level to rise up to the standards of the WWE and where they are in the sports entertainment arena. So, of course, based off that interview that he that he did, you know, they had to re- relearn everything and retrain the majority of them, except for, you know, the AJ Styles or, or, or you know, the guys pretty much like that. Samoa Joe did a little time in NXT, but he wasn't there a long time. But, you know, I think it's it, it pretty much the way of... WWE, while they're so far ahead in advance of everybody else, well, of course, they got rid of the competition pretty much, but 
you know, that's one of the things that they excel at. But again, that's just me on the outside looking in and just taking words of, you know, the other guys. It might be guys that are awesome on the mindset of being held back and not getting a shot because of other guys being outshine them or because of the crowds or whatever. But, you know, that's what I just think. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that at that point, I think it probably comes it comes down to what what the organization wants to put out as wants their product to be seen as. Um, I know, uh, like I hear a lot of people who don't really watch wrestling like that when they talk about WWE, they say to me it reminds me of a male version of a soap opera. And I'd say to him, well, yeah, it kind of is. So, like, it's it's sports entertainment. Like, it's not just guys flying around the ring. There, there's storylines to it and all kinds of stuff that kind of, everything kind of ties together. So, I mean, in that sense, if that's what they're trying to do, then I can see why uh, Triple H would say that. Like, we need guys to, to be... You need guys to be able to do X, Y, and Z when they come here. It's not just about your physical capabilities, but it's about, um, you know, what you can do to entertain the people outside of that, which, I mean, to me, for WWE, that makes sense. I mean, that's that was my, my criticism of Ronda Rousey when she first came, was I'm not concerned about Ronda Rousey's physical capabilities. I'm worried about can she grab a microphone and entertain people? Because if she can't do that, she's not going to do well. Just because that's what the product is. And to me, like, um, I, while I enjoy the matches, I enjoy the promos just as much and, and the interactions that they have on the mic. And it's like, if that's dry, then it's like, it takes away from me even wanting to see the match in the first place. So, so I think that makes sense. Um, but if they're, if they're, um, uh, building up, you know, uh, AEW to be more of a wrestling focused uh, type entertainment. And, I mean, and it is what it is. We'll we'll see how it works out when they when they get up and rolling. Yeah, I'm you know definitely gonna tune in to watch. Um, before we before we dive too far into that, real quick, I just want to say that um, um I'm kind of in agreement with y'all about Dean Ambrose that being just them trying to work us over. Um, but at the same time, they have been kind of putting it out there as legit information. So I don't know. Um, like I said, I don't think Brock's going anywhere. I think this is just another another opportunity Brock is taking to try to get money, to get more money. I'm not mad at that. Get your checks. Um, and with Ronda, um, I'm hoping maybe maybe it's not her leaving. Maybe it's just her taking a break versus her leaving. Because I, I actually I've grown to enjoy Ronda Rousey very much in WWE. But um, but with that being said, so um, now when I remember being a kid, and I'm sure like you guys remember, you know, back in the day we had WCW, we had the Monday Night Wars with with uh, Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw and the Raw era. Then even before that, we had. Uh, we had uh, NWA and all these other different wrestling federations and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't just one uh, central. You didn't have just one central entity that you went to to watch wrestling. Do you think that that's what we're getting back to now? That all of these other federations are springing up and gaining popularity, um, and it's kind of leveling the playing field. That now we're gonna, it's gonna be like Monday night. You're gonna have an option 
on Monday of do I want to watch all of Raw, excuse me, or um, do I want to click over to another channel and watch AEW? Well, uh, Sam, what do you think about that? I mean, it could be that way. I think I think AEW. I think the way it's been run so far, I feel like the, the guys in charge they know. Like obviously, Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Jericho, they've been all over. They, if unless their product is ready to compete with Raw, they're not going to put it on Monday night. You know, they'll build it up. They'll build their own following, just like they've done so far. I mean. In the in wrestling circles, like Young Bucks have never been in WWE, and everybody knows who they are. Not necessarily like people who only watch WWE. Though, if you're watching, if you even know what New Japan or Ring of Honor or whatever else, do you know that they exist? You know that the Young Bucks are just as popular. Right. They're just as big. Like these guys, they know that unless their product is ready to go head to head, it's not going to. Like they're not going to do that until the right time. So. I think when it starts out, depending on what kind of product they start with, you know, they could have it on a different night, and it's like, okay, hey, one more night of wrestling. Then if it gets serious enough, if they get some type of star power, you know, more star power, you know, let's say Ambrose does leave, he goes to AEW. Let's say Brock finishes up his contract, he goes to AEW. You know how many eyes are going to be on that thing at that point? Like, because those will be more matchups that we've never seen before. You know, and so if they do that, we have a another promotion who has a chance to succeed. Because for a while, we thought TNA might be that next promotion. You know, it had all the tools to succeed. It had, you know, it had notable names. It had, you know, quote-unquote legends. You had a national TV spot. What? <laughs> you know, you had all you had all that before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well that's kinda what ruined it, but <laughs> like before that before that you had like the homegrown guys like AJ and Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels and the Motor City Machine Gun. You know, Petey Williams, like you had all those guys. You bring in people like Sting, you know, bring in people like Kurt Angle, you know. You got, you know, people like Kevin Nash, you had Mick Foley, you had Bobby Lashley, you had, like, the Dudley Boys, you had Booker T, like, you had enough known guys who weren't, like, who were wanting to see the fun of see, who could put on a good show, who could talk, who could do everything that you wanted to, they had the TV deal, like, they could have been that next promotion. And then Hogan and Bischoff came in and it became WCW White. <laughs> and then there it is. Yeah, that's what so, I was... No, I think if, I think if AEW is going to do, if they're going to do things the right way, which I, I think they are, then they're going to wait until they're until they are really ready to go head to head. And even if they are ready, who knows? They might not. They might want to distance themselves completely from WWE and put on a separate night that has nothing to do with WWE. You know, maybe they can put it on like a like a Thursday or something. Cause I'd rather watch that than TNA. I think TNA's going Thursday. I don't know. Is that a wrestling show? 
Yeah. I, honestly, I have no idea when TNA comes on. I usually catch TNA like, uh, and the same with um like Ring of Ring of Honor. Like I usually catch it like on a random like weekend if I happen to be up too late. And then it's like, oh, it actually has like a regular showtime, but I have no idea what that is because it's like I don't watch it enough to to know. To keep it like but um. But like I'm, I'm just wondering. But like I was saying Monday night because just because I remember the, I remember basically. Um, there was there was actually a time where I didn't watch uh, WWE for a while when WCW was up. Like I didn't. Every now and again, I um, I would tune in and watch a spot or whatever, or I I tuned in just enough to kind of, you know, keep up with. You know, maybe Stone Cold or The Rock or something like that. But there was a there was a good little length of time where I didn't watch uh, Raw like that at all. I was pretty much a, a strictly a Monday Nitro person. It's like, yeah, I know Raw's on the other channel, but I have no interest in seeing it. So I don't know. So I, that's why I'm thinking maybe if if it if it blows up, if it blows up, maybe it's that that kind of competition not necessarily that if it has to come on on the same night but just that it would be that kind of uh tense rivalry between the two organizations like it won't be like like you were saying like tna turning into wcw light and really not being as good like i don't i don't think they're on that path because they're not they're not picking up like a bunch of like washed up legends they're getting the new up-and-coming guys who are really popular right now but um I don't know. I think they could they could probably do something different and, and do something crazy with it. What do you think about uh, AEW kills? I think it's going uh, I know you mentioned a lot of a lot of other organizations back in the day. You know, NWA and WCW and uh, AWA and you know a bunch of territory based organizations. So WWE came in and swooped up everything, and it was pretty much you know. WWE and WCW and I think that's pretty much what this is going to be like oh yeah he did that's what I was going to say he did mention uh, Christopher Daniels from TNA Christopher Daniels signed with AEW also um, but yeah so we got uh, WWE and I think WCW I mean uh, AEW is going to be like that WCW um, brand so they're going to be those two neck and neck and I think it'll be awesome if they had side deals with um, side deals with New Japan and with Ring of Honor to where they can get some of those guys interchangeable and get them in and be like hey these guys wrestle also and you know kind of like what WCW do with you know some guys in Japan I they partner with Japan sometimes and um, it seems like AEW is going that way by how they're popping up in some of these small territories you know, pushing out the brand. Um, I saw one where they popped up in somewhere in um, California, one of the smaller brands in California. Um, young Bucks popped up and super kicked everybody. And, <laughs> and Cody pops up and all these other guys, you know, with the brand. And so I think, I think this is what it's going to be. And uh, it is, I think they're going to be bigger brand than, than TNA was eventually because because of the people that take out back and because of Cody Rhodes knowing what he's going to need to do in order for him and Jericho are going to know what they're going to need to do in order to be competitive with the WWE and um, I think it's going to be great for 
the wrestling fans, especially, you know, somebody like you, Damon, just said how you were more in the WCW. I know a lot of, a lot of wrestling fans that were more into WCW that hardly watched WWE. And to this day, they're like, oh, well, I don't watch wrestling anymore because WCW's over. So I think AEW is going to appeal to a lot of those fans and going to push to a lot of those WCW fans and going to bring them back in and sway some of the WWE guys because it's something different. It's going to be something different for WWE. So I think that's going to be the role the main thing go down um, because they know they're not going to be able to compete with WWE at their level and in their game. So I think that's possibly the role. I think that's a smart role that they should take. And uh, I think they're going to be successful at it because they all they got guys been in there for, league for years. Like, for example, something on like TNA, yeah, they had the, the Hogan's and they had the, you know, the, the Kurt Angles and the Booker Chiefs and all these guys. Right. They felt, hey, these guys, you know, compete with WWE, but they didn't have the creativity and they didn't have the, the thought behind it, you know, for whatever reason. So I guess time to tell them, we'll see when AEW does their, 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 Big thing, you know, what's gonna what's gonna happen. And I think WWE already sees them as some kind of threat by how they're trying to build off of, you know, what they how they're signing everybody and they already tried they already got a band out of one with Madison Square Garden. They had a show, Cody trying to do a show earlier, Madison Square Garden and WWE banned them, mm-hmm. got a band from it. Right, right. Something like that. So I think you already sees them as some kind of threat. So I think um yeah, definitely. I'm just, I'm not mad at that at all. I mean, I mean, give give people different you know different products to choose from to look at, not just be um stuck kind of stuck with one thing. I think um yeah, I think it was I think it was kind of a catch twenty two for WWE to kind of basically monopolize the whole wrestling game for a minute. It was like there was nothing else. I think I think having competition actually kind of helped it out, help them out. So I think that'll be um, I think that'll be good as well. Um, so I, I look forward to see what see what they what they come up with. Um, and, and now I'm just thinking about it again. I, I know that uh, WWE just signed a new TV contract, so we'll see how that how that goes out with them on Thursday nights uh, towards the end of the year. So. Oh yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think that starts in like October or something like that. So so I think they're definitely ramping up. They're ramping up to try to I think they're ramping up for competition. <laughs> they I think they realize they're about to get some stiff competition and they're ramping up for it. So maybe that'll maybe that'll um again I think that'll help them. I think it'll help them produce a better product because they don't want to lose people to the other federations coming up. All right, fellas. Well, that's that's all we got for this episode. So it's been good. Kells, uh, let the people know where they can follow you on social media. Give me up, JKLs three one eight. I know football season's over, but hey, the Dallas Cowboys season's never over. We got a lot to talk about. It's gonna be a big off season. We got a new offensive coordinator. All that good stuff. So hit me up on Star Talk. Um, on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Sam, let them know where they can. Uh, <laughs> Sam, let them know where they can hit you up on social media, man. Hey, hit me up Instagram. 
Well, okay, it's Roman 93. We can talk about how the Cowboys are not going to have another, you know, they don't have a lot to talk about because they don't have a lot to show for it. You know, what happens. All I'm saying is, you know, what happens. All I'm saying is, Eagles lasted longer in the postseason than the Cowboys did. There it is. decision Jerry's made in a long time. <laughs> oh, oh, we, could, we could just talk about how Dudley didn't catch it. <laughs> oh, it was still a catch. <laughs> five, year, five years later, it gets overturned and now it's a catch, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know. The Cowboys suck. That's all that matters. Um, well, Damon, uh, where can they find you on social media? <laughs> Y'all, can, just about to say that. <laughs> Y'all can find me at Damo underscore CN3D on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also follow Outsiders Edge on Instagram and Twitter and hit us all up at MTMV Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, real quick, I know nobody's got a dog in the fight, but do you guys have a pick for the Super Bowl tonight? I want the Rams to win, but I think they're going to give it to the Patriots. But I'm still pulling for the Rams. Okay. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I think uh, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and Alistair Black are going to win the six-man match at halftime heat. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that up. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) But I'm with you on that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Velveteen Dream did win at Worlds Collide, so he does get a future... um, a future title shot on either NXT, NXT UK, or 205 Live. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. That's good to hear. Now, <laughs> if we're talking about the actual game, I'm pulling for the Rams. Todd Gurley deserves this. Brady needs to retire. <clears throat> well, again, I don't have a dog in a fight, but I have a hard time picking against that bad man number 12. So... I'm I'm picking the Patriots to win tonight. Tom Brady's gonna win his sixth Super Bowl ring and solidify himself as the GOAT. That's my pick. That's my pick for the Super Bowl tonight. And I'm not really I'm not really too happy about it. I actually I actually kinda wanna see the Rams win, but I, I just don't think they're gonna be able to beat Brady and the Patriots. I don't think they're ready for him. But I don't know. We'll see in a few in a few hours when they when they start up. But ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Outsiders Edge. This is your boy Damo with Jay Kells and Sam Blackwell. We are out.